With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Another valuable lesson was learned. A valuable lesson learned, reportedly, in the world of sports, but it applies to many things that all of you have dealt with throughout the course of your careers. I'll explain what that is coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can always listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on Sirius XM Channel 83 and on all of our great Fox Sports Radio affiliates, wherever you are listening to the program right now. We appreciate you doing so. Having some fun here and doing it all from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. So, um... On the show yesterday, yesterday morning, I was pushing really, really hard to get the Giancarlo Stanton trade, all right, to get that to go down while we were on the air. That's all I wanted. You know, but God forbid that happen. God forbid this show gets a breaking story that isn't OJ getting released from prison, somebody getting a DUI, or somebody else getting hot with a uh, or getting caught with a hooker. Like God forbid we get any legitimate breaking sports story. So of course, about an hour or so after we go off the air, uh, reportedly the deal is final. It's Giancarlo Stanton uh, going from the Marlins to the Yankees. Starlin Castro involved. Like some of the other details and pieces still haven't been you know finalized officially but that is according to multiple reports john Heyman, several mlb insiders all throughout uh throughout baseball in the universe have uh, have confirmed that this is a deal that is going to go down so i knew all right because something funny happened with this and this is where 
So many people refuse to... And before you think, listen, why are we talking baseball? It's football season. This is all going to make sense. Trust me. This will make sense. Do not turn your dial. This is not so much a baseball conversation as it is a conversation about you. Right? So I knew that fans would be upset with the move. I knew it. It's understandable. Fans are passionate. Uh, Red Sox fans are upset about it. Uh, Dodger fans are probably upset about it. Uh, Marlins fans, if there are any, they're probably upset about it. Like, I, I get it. I understand why fans get bothered by this. But I was a little surprised, and I'll be honest with you, I was a little surprised at the reactions of some members of the media when I woke up on Saturday morning. Took a little nap, woke up, go on social media, kind of browsing around, not a whole lot of football going on, lots of time to do your research, lots of time to get caught up on things. And and I was surprised at some of the reactions that I got from media members who um, almost immediately when I open up social media, I'm hearing words like conspiracy. Foul play. You know, words and terms that that speak to, God, something fishy is going on here, you know? Like, now listen, I'm all for conspiracy theories. I'm all for conspiracy theories. I got no issue with it at all. I'll listen to all of them because they could be fun and some of them can be interesting. Like, you come to me and you have a conspiracy theory that your neighbor... Um, who was a, a power lifter for years and years, and, and he's a big burly man, and you're convinced that that's a woman, and they've been hiding it from you? Listen, I'll listen to that conversation. Like I, I will engage in that conversation because I find it interesting. So conspiracies rev my engine. This song, Unsolved Mysteries, the theme song, that revs my engine. I'm into this. But I think we're kind of missing the point here on this whole Derek Jeter and, and his relationship with the Yankees and Giancarlo Stanton getting traded and all this other stuff. I think we're missing the point here. All right? Because when you call out conspiracy and all this other stuff, there's a big difference between a documentary on the cover-up of JFK's assassination and a woman who claims she saw the Virgin Mary in her Doritos. Big difference. Okay, like a big difference between the two. There's a huge difference between the moon landing theories and a guy who claims he saw the face of his dead dog in a bowl of malto meal earlier. Like there's a there's a huge difference here. All right. So if we're talking conspiracy theories, let's understand that you've got to compartmentalize conspiracy theories because there is. All right. I kind of get it. And then there's crazy. And some of the stuff that I'm seeing, like the fact that you guys are throwing out conspiracy theory with this whole trade, I, 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 I'm struggling to understand what you guys don't understand about this. All right. Because this trade isn't about conspiracies. It's about relationships. Derek Jeter knows who he's dealing with in New York. Therefore, it's easier to get a deal done. Pretty simple, pretty cut and dry. This is, we all know this. We deal with this on a daily basis. If you've got to, you know, move something from one location to the next and you don't have a truck, 
are you going to call U-Haul and pay $19 to do it? Or are you going to call a buddy of yours and give him 20 bucks? Probably going to call a buddy of yours. Why? Because you have a relationship and it's comfortable and you don't have to fill out a bunch of paperwork and you're good. Like, never mind the fact that Derek Jeter and Yankees GM Brian Cashman didn't have the greatest relationship towards the end of his time in New York. Okay? To where Derek Jeter held a grudge for a while after a contract negotiation towards the end of his career in which Brian Cashman may have said, uh, we'd rather have Troy Tulowitzki than you, and, and all the other stuff to go along with it. Never mind all that. But this deal got done for the same reason many of you Get jobs or opportunities through relationships. I mean, just think about it. Like, like think about every job or, or, or majority of jobs or majority of opportunities you've gotten in your career or whatever it is you do for work. Chances are you knew somebody previously and that's how you got the gig. Here's a fact. All right. This is a fact. And Owners won't say this, but if you run a company or you run a business and you're listening right now, you know what I'm talking about. And if you deny this, you're a liar. Here's a fact. If a company is hiring and the job is down to you and somebody else and the other person is slightly more qualified, but you have a previous relationship with the guy or gal doing the hiring, guess who's getting the job? Probably you, okay? Like, you're not even as qualified, but you're probably going to get the job because you've got a relationship. We've all benefited from this. We've all gotten a break. You haven't known somebody that's worked, uh, that's been working the door at a bar. Everybody else has to pay a cover, but you don't. Why is that? Because you have a previous built relationship. Did you offer to pay for somebody else's cover charge because you felt bad about them? Because you felt bad they had to pay the 10 bucks to get in? No. You got in for free and said, awesome, I saved 10 bucks, and I can buy two more beers. Like the idea that everybody looks at this deal and goes, oh my, it's a conspiracy. There it is. I see it now. Like, come on, man. Like, you, you sound like, uh, like the old woman um, who's, who's asking where the nearest payphone is because she swears to God that her husband died and morphed into that payphone, and that's the only way she can make contact with him. Like, like, do you think about what you're saying? It's crazy. Like, this isn't about conspiracies. It's about a relationship that was already built in. When companies are hiring and you see the job posted online, there's a good chance that the position has either been filled or they know who they're going to hire. But they have to go through the motions legally. Like, they have to post the job. They have to go through all that. It's why so many places, quote, hire from within. Because they know that person. They built that relationship. They trust them more. The Giancarlo Stanton trade... From the Marlins to the Yankees isn't a conspiracy. It's about relationships. We've all benefited from them, and this time it was the Yankees who benefited again. Period. <sighs> I do love conspiracies, though. I swear to God. They are, they are pretty fun. I got a buddy who's into conspiracies. Some of the stuff he comes up with. Whew. Oh. All right. Uh, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. 
877-99 on Fox is the phone number. 877-996-6369. You can also get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. You are going to hear... Heisman Trophy winner Baker Mayfield, like you've never heard him before. That's next on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, So you're going to hear Baker Mayfield, like you've never heard him before, exclusive audio of his post-Heisman Trophy acceptance speech. Uh, We will get that uh, coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Uh, We are playing Christmas music throughout the holidays. What is this, White Snake? What is this, Iowa Sam? It's a Trans-Siberian Orchestra. It's the same bands every year. Transgender what? Yeah, trans, trans-sexual trans uh, Siberian Orchestra. Oh, okay. Yep. All right. It's like hard. It's like orchestra. You ever heard that Metallica album, S&M? Oh, that was so good. It is good. Yeah. So it's a little like that. It's it's an it's orchestra plus these like this band, this he- heavy metal band. In fact, that's the best Metallica sounded in two decades. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Maybe three. Yeah. I haven't really listened to much of their new stuff. But. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, so we will get to Baker Mayfield coming up here in, uh, in just a couple of minutes. Also a reminder, our BFF of the show, David Anderson, always fantastic, is kind enough to join us at this ungodly hour in, uh, in less than 10 minutes from now. David Anderson, uh, always fun stuff, former NFL wide receiver, and speaks the truth, guys, and a brutally honest dude, and uh, always uh, enjoy his uh, a few minutes of his time. So he will be with us here uh, less than 10 minutes from now. I do want to welcome in the crew that are going to be with me here, riding shotgun until 6 a.m. Eastern time here on this highly rated weekend overnight show. You heard him just a minute ago. He is Iowa Sam, your tech producer for the evening or morning. Good to the last drop. Whatever the hell time zone you're in. I'm Iowa here Sam. Most, I'm like, I'm here most of the day on the weekends. So. By the way, uh, Iowa Sam wearing a straight out of Iowa shirt. Yes. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I've already been it. shot at while well, wearing it. So. Oh, that's nice. Oh, no, there they, you go. Good. They don't take kindly. Awesome. Too. There it is. More positive stuff from <laughs> Iowa Sam. Nice work. Well, my life was endangered. All Cla- right? Classy guy. Yeah. All right. So um, so Iowa Sam is here. The Bob Dozer. Robert Dismani is uh, here, our executive producer at Fox Sports Radio. The one and only Robert Donzani. <laughs> yeah, that's Ronnie. not even close to his name, but that's how a professional broadcaster Who? said it, Andy Furman. Yeah, they were shooting corn kernels at Sam earlier. Yeah. That's what they were doing. That's right. It's a, it's a violent life he lives here in uh, Sherman Oaks. Yeah. And then uh, the, the great, always respected uh, man who's always got positive things to say about not only the listeners, but the people he works with, especially one of the hosts who does the show after ours, uh, Ralph Irvin, uh, your national update anchor here at Fox Sports Radio. I can go to your mama's and start a small fire in her panties. It's a beautiful <laughs> night here in the valley. <laughs> What was that? Was that Gary Busey? Black Sheep, Gary Busey. Oh, man. Can we hear that again? I can go to your mama's and start a small fire in her panties. <laughs> oh, by the way, that is not Gary Busey. That was Ralph three minutes ago, folks. Aloha, brother. Yeah. It's a beautiful night here in Southern California. <laughs> Unbelievable. By the way, Ralph, this show is going to be the death of you, pal. You're going to be divorced and on drugs. By the time this show goes off the air. Shut up, Ralph. Shut up! Not that any of those are a bad thing. Just another oh. day in the life. <laughs> All right. So, so the whole crew is here at Fox Sports Radio. All right, let's keep it together. All right. Let's do a professional broadcast here at Fox Sports Radio. This is Fox. This is a national network. We do a professional show. Right. This isn't a clown car. All right. So. We're going to die, clown! 
Baker Mayfield, a favorite on this show for uh, for a lot of different reasons, but Baker Mayfield, uh, and I love Baker Mayfield, uh, he, he won the Heisman Trophy. Uh, expected a total landslide. He was the best player in college football. Um, unbelievable uh, performance this season. Uh, I think he's the first quarterback ever to be a uh, finalist three times in his in his college career. So just a fantastic career, college career. Um, you know, started out uh, a walk on, uh, left, went to Oklahoma. Just a fantastic stuff from Baker Mayfield and. A lot of people are trying to figure out who he is at the next level because everybody wants to pile him in with Johnny Manziel, a mobile guy, kind of thinks outside the box, um, undersized, a little bit of a wild child. So everybody says, oh, it's going to be Johnny Manziel, and Johnny Manziel was a bust, so oh, Baker Mayfield's going to be a bust. And I don't – listen, I don't know what the hell he's going to be. I don't know what system he's going to end up in. I don't know what kind of coach it's going to take for him to be a quality quarterback at the NFL level if it's even possible, but I'll say this. Uh, I do a show with Brady Quinn here on a Sunday nights at Fox Sports Radio, and Brady covers college football. He's an analyst. Uh, he's more than just my radio wife, all right? He's he's an analyst for college football. He covers the NFL. He he scouts. I mean, he does everything, like watches, game tape, or whatever. And Brady Quinn told me, and he's not one to hand out hyperbole. He's not one to throw a bunch of, you know, unwarranted credit or praise to somebody if they don't deserve it and he said that baker mayfield might be the most accurate passer he's ever seen at any level quarterback and he said and i and i when he said i was like wait what he goes no 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 no. i'm not kidding some of the throws he makes and how accurate he is in the positions he's at when he makes these throws it's crazy like and that's why you're starting to see some of these scouts look at it and go, you know, maybe he's a little bit more towards the Russell Wilson comp than he is the Johnny Manziel comp. Like it's like he he's got a real shot. Depending on where he ends up, um, you know, late first round, early second round, if it's the right situation, which we found out in recent years, it's got to be the right situation, or else it's going to blow up in your face. He's got a real opportunity uh, to do something special at the NFL level. And so when I hear those things, I say, uh, you know. That's why I'm intrigued to see where he ends up because there are going to be chances for him. And if he lands in the right spot and he works with an offensive coordinator who understands how to get the most out of him and his body can hold up because he's a, he's, he's a lot thicker than Manziel. He's, he's not as scrawny. Um, he's going to be able to withstand more of the wear and tear than Manziel could. He's got a chance to be, to be special. So you hear some of these stuff that comes out. You hear some of the, um, you know, they're going to love him at the combine. They're going to love him in the interview process. And and he's had kind of a knock, um, you know, obviously just some of the stuff that's happened off the field. But reportedly, you talk to people, Chris Plank, who covers Oklahoma football and works for the uh, Sooner Radio Network. He also works here at Fox Sports Radio. I've talked to Chris Plank about it. He says, he says, everybody loves Baker Mayfield. They love the guy. Like those players go to bat for him. And so when Baker Mayfield, um, you know, winning the Heisman and how he projects out to the NFL, that's going to be one of the more intriguing draft scenarios um, coming up in April is who decides that he's got a shot at the next level and that he fits their system best. Um, But Baker Mayfield did win the Heisman Trophy on Saturday, and here he was, Baker Mayfield, after winning that Heisman on Saturday night. Oh, my God! Oh, my God! Okay, that's ridiculous. Okay, 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 okay. That's all right. Clearly, that is not. That was his arrest video. Can can you just like for once be an adult, man? 
Oh, I, right. was that the wrong thing? Okay, we're can we? All right. Uh, hopefully, now uh, here was Baker Mayfield accepting the Heisman Trophy on Saturday night. And if you're not down with that, we got two okay. words for you. All right, listen. This isn't a this isn't a kids playground. It's a national radio show, and you're just you're hitting because he grabbed his crotch. You got to use a DX suck it sound bite. All right, enough, enough, enough. Uh, Baker Mayfield, the latest winner of the Heisman Trophy. Here are his thoughts after accepting the award. JMB straight and a Corona, double absolute martini. I don't know what you want me to play, Jonas. You know, I don't want to get fired, man. Like that, that's 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 my whole goal when I come in here. I don't want to get fired, and get I know fired. and I know things go off the rails from time to time. But I don't want to get fired, and I don't want to get fired because you go rogue and just start playing sound bites that you think are Baker Mayfield. So can we please, so we can save our asses and our jobs, can you play Baker Mayfield accepting the award and giving credit to the fellow finalists on Saturday night? You, 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 you're cool. You, I'm out. All right, I give up. Whatever, man. Who gives a rip? He won the Heisman. Who cares? All right. You don't care? I don't care. Fine. All right. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, 877-99 on Fox, the phone number. You can also get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, up next, a former NFL wide receiver, our BFF here on Fox Sports Radio, David Anderson, is going to come firing out of the gates. That is for you, and it's next here on FSR. But for all the latest, we go to Ralph Irvin. Well, thank you very much, Jonas. And you mentioned Baker Mayfield winning the 83rd Heisman Trophy. He is the first walk on player to do it since the term was first recognized back in 1950. Stanford's Bryce Love finished second in the voting, followed by Louisville's Lamar Jackson. Mayfield also the first senior to win it since 2006. On the field Saturday, Army a 14-13 winner over Navy. Second straight year that the Black Knights of the Hudson were victorious in America's game. They also won their first Commander in Chiefs trophy since 1996. On the college hardwood, number one Duke suffered their first loss of the season. They fell at Boston College 89-84. Arkansas upset number 14 Minnesota 95-79 and in the NBA Russell Westbrook a triple-double and the game-winning free throws as Oklahoma City won in Memphis 102-101. James Harden scored 48 points, Chris Paul had 26 and Houston won their ninth straight 124-117 over Portland. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for, new or used. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. And Jonas, we have 14 games coming up on this NFL Sunday, kicking off in about nine and a half hours. Of course, the capper of the day will be another AFC North game as Baltimore plays at Pittsburgh. The Steelers without Juju Smith-Schuster as he is suspended after his Monday night personal foul. Obviously, the team also is going to be without linebacker Ryan Shazier. Thanks, Ralph. Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way 
is easier. He is David Anderson, former NFL wide receiver, our BFF here on Fox Sports Radio, kind enough to join us at this ungodly hour yet again. Uh, Dave, thanks so much for the time. I want to I pick up on where Ralph left off with the uh, Juju Smith-Schuster suspension, and I want to stick with that game because you're a wide receiver. You were an undersized wide receiver. Um, you were in a lot of physical battles. Um, looking at that Monday night game, I thought the commentary from John Gruden was way over the top. He made it seem like guys were pulling switchblades and shivs in the shower. He made it seem like it was an all-out prison fight. Where do you stand as a former player on the physicality in that game? The public made it out for like a steel cage match with uh, the you know mankind jumping off the top rope <laughs> right. the packs. Right, but it, it wasn't exactly like that. I think um, the game started off physical, and neither team backed down, and it got more and more physical as the game went on. And that's just kind of what happens, and especially in those rivalry games like that, you, you don't want to be the team to get punked. And the Steelers aren't a team the type uh, type of team to get punked, and here the Bengals. And so when they play each other, they hit each other hard, and that that's been going on for a long, long time. Uh, that, that's nothing new. So, um, I mean, you know, Roethlisberger said, oh, it's AFC North football, which I don't think we're going to see that when the Ravens play the Browns. But it, that, that is what it is. Um, as far as the outcry from people, um, I think you got a lot of uh, big hits in one game. But in any weekend, there are those hits spread out. It's, it's, it's a violent football game. Football is a violent game, and that's the way it happens every now and then. Okay, you being a receiver, you saw Juju Smith-Schuster lay out Vontez Burfick and then stand over him. And then Juju Smith-Schuster gets a one-game suspension for it. You're a receiver. You've had to crack back on guys, uh, you know, either trying to block on a run or another guy makes a catch and you've got to get downfield and try and give him some space. Where did you stand on the Juju Smith-Schuster suspension? Should he have been dealt a one-game ban? I think if he didn't stand over him and act like he was uh, super tough and, and blind signing a, a linebacker, he probably wouldn't have been suspended. If he would have hit that guy and then kept running and looked for more work, as they say, um, he probably would have. They would have said, like, you know, it was a, it was, a it was a legal hit to a degree. He was looking for, uh, to hit him in the chest, and I think he did. Uh, Vonta's head actually hit the ground, and then you saw the Pittsburgh offensive lineman like get Juju off of him. He's right. like, you don't want to be doing. You don't want to be doing this. I promise you. Like he's going to remember this play. Get off of him. So I think the standovers ultimately really got him in trouble. But um, you know they always tell us they're going to hit you when they have their shots. They as in the entire defense. Um, and so they, they, and to the defense's credit, they've done a better job protecting quote-unquote us uh they, they like it used to be even if the ball was tipped on tipped over our hands and we took three more steps they, they'd melee us now it's only when the ball is like in a, in a spot where we can catch it but um in a position like that where the ball is coming their direction Vontez knows you should know that that, that um you know when when the ball reverses like that or, or fl- uh, flows all the way outside there's work coming from outside in so you got you got to take your shots when you get them uh, he is David Anderson, former NFL wide receiver, a BFF of our show here on Fox Sports Radio. So, so let me uh, let me ask you this then: You're a receiver. How many of those crack back blocks did you have in your career, either college or the NFL? I got a lot in college. I did. A, I, I mean, those, those were regulars in college back when I was playing. You get guys a lot like uh, okay. more like that. Okay, so take um, walk us walk us through it. All right, so so just take an NFL example. Like, does do things slow down? Do you see a guy not looking at you and you say, "Oh, here's my chance. This is going to get some noise in the meeting rooms when we look at tape." Like, like walk pro- us through what it's like. 
You don't have time to think. You know you have a responsibility. Typically, you have a responsibility in who to block. That wasn't like a design play, so that wasn't who you're supposed to block. But you basically put your foot in around. And like I mentioned earlier, the, the, the term that everyone uses is go get work. You're looking for work. So you're, you're peeling back inside looking for someone that's trying to cut off on a, a pursuit angle. And so he put his foot in the ground. He's looking for work. And you can't. You can't slow down. That's the thing. So once you put your foot in the ground and you direct your attention towards someone, whether he looks at you or not, you can't slow down because if you slow down, he sees you. Then Juju gets laid out, and and he's will, and he could probably hurt himself too if he slows down and Valentez doesn't see him. They probably both get hurt. So the, the best, the best, the, the 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 cleanest hits sometimes are hard ones. Like whenever you see a receiver just get knocked off his feet and then on his butt or on his back. A lot of times they pop up from those because you're taken right off your feet. When two players see each other and they hit each other, those hurt a lot more because that's like two cars driving around each other opposed to someone hitting a parked car. So, um, like, yeah, you you just you don't really have time to think about, oh, you know, the meeting room is going to be really excited about this. You just kind of go with the flow of the game and you play hard, play fast, and uh, if someone's not looking, then you, you take your shot. Uh, David Anderson, former NFL wide receiver, with us here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox with you. Um, okay, so then, then let, let me let now, me. Have I, I ever turned one down? Yes, I have been in a game where I had a shot, and I was like, I don't think I should. Okay, <laughs> why? Who was it? Okay, who was it that you didn't want to deal with afterwards? Who was I'm it? I'm pretty sure it was Marcus Stroud when he was on Jacksonville. <laughs> Wait, is that the guy who you stabbed the, the trainer, slap him in the face yeah, before he was games? Like six, nine three forty, <laughs> and I had a shot on him, and he wasn't looking, and I was like, no way. That guy's like, a, that it's a nightmare. Why, yeah, you, that was a smart move by you. I might knock him down to a knee at that <laughs> full force. And, like, he would just take the next playoff and just, like, man me up. I, was, I didn't want anything to do with him. Yeah, that's, uh, by the way, anybody listening out there, you're thinking about getting into either semi-pro football or you've got a little one that you're trying to get prepared for football. If you know a guy has someone slap him open hand as hard as they can in the face to get revved <laughs> up for games, don't blindside that guy because he's going to show up on your doorstep one of these days. Um, you don't want to piss him off. He's better off happy playing. Okay. Let him be happy. Now, was there, was there a, a team that... Every because it seems like you know Ben Roethlisberger talked about this, and you've got some of these games coming down the stretch where you got these rivalry games. You know, Chiefs Raiders are going on later on Sunday. That's a big time rivalry game. But who was the team or a couple of teams that you knew it was a different feeling when you were getting ready for the game because it was going to be physical, like what we saw on Monday Night Football between the Bengals and Steelers, like what we're going to see on Sunday Night Football between the Steelers and the Ravens. Who was a team that you had to just your thought? process wasn't so much about I need to be effective it was more about all right strap it in this is going to be the real deal so the 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 team needs to match up as well as the personnel and the records if it's a like if the Bengals are one in seven and the and the the Steelers were seven and one it wouldn't be as it just wouldn't feel the same or be the same the emotions and it wouldn't be flying but because the Steelers um were you know are like at the top of the a, uh, the AFC and the Bengals are not necessarily a bad team and they're fighting for relevance and they're still in it to a degree um and they want like that that's why those teams play hard now and hit that way for for us for me personally when i was on the redskins and we played the cowboys that was a big physical game um those teams those teams came out flying and then when i was on the texans there was two years it was the titans that we hated the most and two years it was jacksonville that we hated the most 
So it's always a, it's always a, you know, it's it's always a division team. Okay, so now is can you tell a difference in your body? Is there a game that you go back on against one of those teams and you can recall that your body just felt different afterwards? Like it was a different kind Reggie, of soreness. Yeah. Reggie Nelson hit me as about as hard as I ever been hit right in the back um, when I caught a ball to try to tie the game. It was like oh, we were on the ten, and I think I caught it on the two, and like one of those ones where you catch and you quickly want to get your feet down to like die for the end zone. And as soon as I put my feet down to like make a move, his I think the like literally the top of his crown of his helmet just stuck right in my spine, and like one of those ones where like my back cue my 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 back. Uh, like went all the way over the top of his helmet. It was like one of those weird ones. I like it was like a, I look like Gumby. Uh, scorpion. And I, swing, I was flung back onto the turf, and it, it like felt way worse than it looked. But it was uh, I had like take off a couple plays, and I still feel that one this morning. Uh, it, that's like a scorpion. You like gave a major little scorpion impression there. Like you're bent oh, yeah. back and then all the way back. So you still feel that to this day. Oh yeah, oh yeah. There's a couple. There's, there's, that's the problem with being a five ten white wide receiver is you caught the ball facing the quarterback, not running away from him. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like uh, it's it not like everyone was. It was like I was Randy Moss <laughs> put my hand up right down the sideline. Oh, you think I got advantages? Try being five ten and white, okay? Like that. We try try that on for size. Yeah, that is that is that's why. I mean, you see the the Shazier hit. And when he rolled over and his legs went limp, I was watching it thinking to myself, oh, God, like that's yeah. I mean, like like this is this is a, the real deal here. Have you seen an injury like that on the field? And, and what do you think about it? do you question your own mortality when you see something like that? I always say sometimes playing in the NFL felt like like the old Civil War movies where where everyone lines up and they load their muskets and then they shoot and the guy next to you goes down and then just some random guy fills in, you know, like, oh, it was 18-year-old Johnny now is <laughs> filling in. Like, it's kind of what it feels like. They're like someone is going down every time a musket is fired. And basically a musket is fired would be like a game, any time a game is played. If you look at IR rosters uh, at the end of the year, there's probably at least 15 guys on IR by the end of the year, which means it's just about one a game. And so it's um, it's pretty gnarly, and it looks like that. And and when you see a guy like Shazier that's uh, such a leader on a team and plays and knows how to tackle um, and knows how to use his body well, that, that, that does leave you some questions. The worst one I saw was um, Harry Williams, was a special teams monster on the Texans, and he was going to make the team strictly on special teams. He was an amazing player, and he ran down and tried to do this weird. He had, he had some cool moves when it came to devoiding defenders on kickoff, and one of them, uh, like the guy, kind of grabbed him awkwardly, and he put his foot in the ground, and he turned his back, and he got hit, and I think, and he had some, he had like a similar kind of chaseier moment where he couldn't, he couldn't move his arms, um, and so they brought in the whole ambulance. Uh, I was against, like. I I think I was Dallas in a preseason game. Ambulance got him off the field, and then you just—it takes about 20 minutes to really kind of get that out of your mind and, and focus back on the game. Um, you notice that out of Pittsburgh too. So, um, yeah, they're they're scary. You definitely feel you—you don't—you never feel uh, like a god out there, but like uh, you definitely you see it every week. Yeah, it's uh, brutal, brutal stuff, man. That's why I say, you know, earn as much money as you can possibly get. Um, you know, it's why when these people talk about college quarterbacks staying in school and all that, man, f that. If you can make, if you can get paid, 
Like, you got to go. Like, to me, I yes, think you okay. would learn more. So the problem with a lot of that is, right, and you're seeing some of that in the NBA, is that when it's when when that's the main emphasis is the money, that a lot of time it ruins the talent. Because just like you said, like, you, you guys are, guys are going to go play and they're going to go get their money. And instead, it's not as, the football's not as good. They could have used a year or two more of, uh, of, tra- of training, of practice, of everything that comes with college and the maturity level. Uh, and I think that's actually diminishing the NBA game to a degree as well, is, is these guys, these average Joes are getting $15 bucks. What is their incentive to really practice and play hard? It, it's like the, the regular season in the NBA sometimes looks like an all-star game now. Uh, listen, it's why I always say, like, when people are critical about, you know, young players who make dumb decisions with their money, let me tell you something. When I was 22, I think I was a bar back at TGI Fridays. If I had $5 million on me, I don't know what kind of addictions I'd have. I swear to God, I, I, I might just, 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 I might just for the hell of it be walking around the Vegas Strip and say, you know what? I feel like a sex change. Why not? Like, let's go get a sex change. Like, I have no idea what I'd get into. That's why I'm not so critical of these guys. You at least would have taken Saturdays and Sundays off. I know that. <laughs> that is true. Gotten wild. Of course, man. That's how it's done. All right. So he is uh, David Anderson, former NFL wide receiver, our BFF here on Fox Sports Radio. A fantastic follow on Twitter at David Anderson eighty nine. Always appreciate it, my brother. Uh, thanks for popping on. Absolutely, we love you, man. Have a good one. And then to all you barbacks working right now, big shout out. <laughs> there it is, David Anderson. A shout out to barbacks. Yeah. By the way, barbacks, I don't know if these, those even exist anymore. Um, let's go quickly live to our barback insider, Iowa Sam. You're a drunk. Uh, do barbacks <laughs> exist? I don't know. I don't even know what that means. Right. I just know that the, the, the person behind the, the bar is me a drink. It's, it's the busboy behind the bar. Busboy? Bus yeah, but the way things are done now, like they don't. I mean, yeah, I don't know if they let's go. Let's go live to our to our second in line uh, barback insider, Robert Dasmani. Uh, Daz, do barbacks still exist? Yes, they do. There it is. Mm-hmm. That's all I wanted, Sam. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox is the phone number. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Up next, I'm going to give some credit to something that I've always known was pretty cool in the world of sports, but it, it really. It, it it made its case for one of the coolest events ever this weekend, and it's a football-related event. All right, I'll tell you what that is next here on FSR. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, I'm going to give credit to uh, something in the world of football that is much cooler than I realized. Uh, I'll do that here coming up in just a minute. Uh, just trying to, trying to gather my thoughts here. Um, I wasn't aware that... This song by Bush was a Christmas song. <laughs> well, it so, is called "The Sound of Winter," so oh, get, it suffices uh, as a holiday okay. tune. So, so that is the, so that's what we're going with, huh? Why not? All right, the rest of these stink. All right. By the way, that is Iowa Sam, who's in a real, uh, real piss poor mood here on uh, Fox Sports Radio. I want to play something with some balls. Here we go. It's Here Christmas it music, man. We don't need you. Don't need to show your masculinity by playing Bush. I'll show you where to hang the mistletoe, Jonas. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox is the phone number. Eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine. You can also get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. Um, by the way, people chiming in on um, uh, Iowa Sam going rogue. We wanted to hear some some post commentary from Baker Mayfield after winning the Heisman 
Uh, and instead, all we heard was uh, Baker Mayfield's arrest video uh, from Arkansas. I, I mean, just for the hell of it, can we hear that arrest video again from Baker? This is uh, Baker Mayfield. This is the Heisman Trophy winner. All right, now I want you to just, like, let's let's go back in time. This is before planting the flag at Ohio State at the 50-yard line at the horseshoe. This is before telling another team, I think you forgot who daddy was. I'm going to show you who daddy is. And this is even before grabbing his crotch and yelling F you at Kansas players on video. This was Baker Mayfield preparing for his final season at Oklahoma, a Heisman winning season. This is how he has spent his off season in Arkansas. He's getting tickled. I'm done. I didn't put your hands behind your back. Put your hands behind your back. Oh my gosh, I didn't say anything. Put your hands behind your back. It's behind my 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 back. I wonder how many blowhards, how many blowhards with the Heisman committee. I wonder how many blowhards, while while uh, Baker Mayfield was accepting the Heisman, were thinking to themselves, "This guy's winning the Heisman Trophy." Are you aware of some of his antics? And that's when you tap him on the shoulder and be like, "Hey, uh, by the way, O.J. Simpson won the Heisman Trophy, and he's the closest thing to Edward Scissorhands this country's ever seen." Okay. I do want to give credit to football for this. Uh, I I knew the Army Navy game was pretty cool, like you know, like just the trip. But and it's more for the meaning behind it and the tradition and all that stuff. And the winner sings second, and the the loser sings first. Um, and you knew it was pretty cool. But on Saturday, I got to be honest with you, man. You're looking around for football. That was a damn good football game. A lot of those athletes are really limited. The offenses are really limited. But that was a fun game to watch. In the snow, throwback football, just brutal. I remember talking to somebody uh, one time uh, who told me they played against those academies in college. And they were the most sore after playing against those academies and those schools than any other team that they faced in college. Because... Those guys are undersized. It's all about leverage. It's all about cutting at the line. So you watch that on Saturday between Army and Navy. I thought it was awesome. I knew I always knew it was cool, but for some reason it really clicked with me on Saturday just how awesome Army Navy really is. Uh, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Coming up next, it is time for Knox Locks. Winners two weeks in a row. I'm about to make it three next year on FSR. Can't wait. It's time to get back in the winner's circle, baby. It is time to hand out free money here on Fox Sports Radio, and we will do that for you here coming up in just a couple of minutes. Jonas Knox here at Fox Sports Radio. You can listen to the show, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on Sirius XM Channel 83. And wherever you are listening right now, we appreciate you doing so, having some fun here, and doing it all as we do every single week from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. So, um... Last week in Knox Locks, and if you're wondering uh, what, what, what exactly Knox Locks is, if you're new to the show, welcome aboard. Um, I, I'll go through the NFL, 
and I will take like four or five games, and it could be point spreads, it could be over-unders, you never know what I like, and I will make picks against the spread. I am not a professional, but I am a gunslinger, so I will make very off-the-wall picks, and so far, especially in the last couple of weeks, thus far, it is uh, it, it hadn't been that bad. Like, like I have, I have performed pretty respectfully. I got to be honest. I, I perform pretty well considering, you know, just, just sort of what I've had to work with and, and, and where I've been at, you know, the past six, seven weeks, a lot of up and down performances. So last week, not bad again, following a four and one performance last week, let's go through how things turned out. I mean, I, I thought. The Bucks getting two and a half points at Green Bay was a good bet, and then all of a sudden overtime hit, and I realized, oh, that's right, Tampa Bay stinks, so I lost that one. I got back on track, though, with the Dolphins over the Denver Broncos. I gave you the Vikings getting three points at Atlanta. I felt really good about that. We also had the Cardinals plus seven. That was a loss, but I did get it back on Sunday Night Football, the Seahawks. For some reason, a six-point underdog at home to the Philadelphia Eagles won that very easily. So a 3-2 and two performance last week on Knox Locks. And now, for the season, we are two games over 500. All right, We are two games over 500, and I have a strict rule here. I can only bet on the playoffs, and I can only make playoff picks if I finish the season above 500. If not, I, I don't deserve to be there. So right now, as it stands, if the playoffs started now, I would be making picks in the NFL playoffs. But they don't, so there's still work to be done. And with that, we continue on. Hey, lock it. Let's lock it. And now, and now, Knox Locks. Bears and Bengals. All right, this is a 1 p.m. Eastern time kickoff on Fox. The only reason I'm going to encourage you to watch this game is because it is a Fox game and because my radio wife, Brady Quinn, will be on the call. That's it. Other than that, I I really can't find a reason why you would watch this game. These two teams are brutal. The Bears are banged up. They've got suspect coaching, particularly head coach John Fox and offensive coordinator Dow Loggins. The Bengals come off a physical and controversial Monday night game against Pittsburgh. Cincy is also banged up on both offense with Joe Mixon and on defense, Vontez Perfect, Adam Pacman Jones, Dre Kirkpatrick all out. Geno Atkins is hurt as well. So what do we do in Knox Locks when we've got bad teams, a couple of lame duck coaches, and injuries everywhere? We do the smart thing. We empty the chamber and we bet on the over of 38 and a half. And whenever Sam wakes up, then we go right on to the next game. Cowboys and Giants. It's <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, 1 p.m. Eastern time on Fox. The Dallas Cowboys, a four-point favorite in this game. A four-point favorite when I was looking over my research and deciding which way I wanted to go. Listen, both of these teams have been completely disappointing this season. This game is interesting, though, because I'm making my pick on pure emotion. And I don't know if that's a smart thing, but I'm doing it. The Cowboys have something to play for. 
It's a long shot, but Dallas could make the playoffs if they win out. And Dallas is a much better team than the Giants right now. But I like the Giants in this game. And I think this is more of a motivational factor. I think the Giants are going to be motivated. I think it's going to be the most motivated Eli Manning has been in a very long time now that he is back as the starter in New York. The season is over for New York, but the firing of Ben McAdoo and Jerry Reese will have that stadium energized. I think it was a wake-up call to the team, a team that may have quit on Ben McAdoo to begin with. You always get up when your rival comes to town and you can spoil their playoff hopes. That coupled with an emotional two weeks in the return of Eli Manning, I love the Giants getting four points at home. Jets and Broncos. The Jets, a one-point favorite at Denver, 4.05 p.m. Eastern time, the kickoff. The Jets are one of the great stories of the NFL season. I mean, they really are. Nobody expected this. They have massively overachieved all year long, and it hasn't been on the back of the defense, which has usually been a strength. The Jets defensively rank in the bottom half of the league in almost every statistical category. They play pretty well at home. And even in the games they lose, they're usually competitive and they play hard. But I think this is where the wheels start to come off for the Jets. Three of their final four are on the road where the Jets have just one win all season. The Broncos, for all their disastrous performances in recent weeks, they have been awful. But they're a much better team playing at home. I'm a law of averages, guys. Right right or wrong, I look at things and I think law of averages more often than not. And at some point, this losing streak in Denver has to end. I think it does this week. I think getting back Aqib Tlaib helps. I like the Broncos getting a point at home. Ravens and Steelers. All right, so we got Sunday Night Football. Ravens-Steelers. The Steelers are a five-point favorite in this game, right? Five points. Now, this line could move. It could drop. Who knows? But where I'm looking at it, I see it at five points. I never like big point spreads when it comes to division rivals. I never like them. Especially when you've got a couple of decent teams. But I like Pittsburgh here. Okay, I like Pittsburgh to cover the point spread, and here's why. The Ravens have played well recently. They're winners of four of their last five. They're in the playoffs if the playoffs started today, but they don't. And I still don't buy buy Baltimore, and I haven't all year long. Let's look closer of Baltimore's seven wins. All right, let's go ahead and take a closer look at this. Of Baltimore's seven wins this season, none have come against a winning team. In their only four games against winning teams, the Ravens are winless. Like, they they can't beat good teams. They stack up wins against bad teams, but they can't beat the good ones. They're like the Dolphins last year and that run they made to the playoffs. I think the Steelers are deeper. I think they're more talented. I think they're playing for more and a much better team at home than they are on the road. I'm not crazy about swallowing the points, but I think Roethlisberger could have a big night in prime time. Give me the Steelers minus five. Patriots and Dolphins. All right, a little Monday Night Football. This is Monday Night. Now, you know clearly by now, especially looking at my record and some of the reasoning behind my picks, I am not a professional better. All right? Like, I'm not one of those guys who's responsible for uh, the fountains 
out in front of Bellagio, because usually I'm the guy who blows all his money at Whiskey Pete's at State Line before I even get to the strip, okay? So I am not a professional better, and I'm not real good at this. And um, sometimes I'm not even good at all. So the easy pick here, looking at Dolphins and Patriots, the easy pick here would be to ride the Patriots and to ride Tom Brady against an inferior team and an inconsistent quarterback. But why not take some effing chances? Why not, huh? Like, let, let's take some chances here. Let's have some fun. Why not be a gunslinger? It's fun from time to time. Like, why not be the betting version of Jay Cutler? Let's throw into some double coverage, if you will. Which is why I'm taking Miami. The Dolphins have more wins against Tom Brady than any other team in the AFC East. And in fact, of Brady's nine career losses to the Dolphins, eight have come at Miami, including three of his last four trips to South Florida. In their first meeting this season, Brady took a beating from the Dolphins' pass rush. He was only sacked once, but he got knocked around all game long. I doubt Miami wins this game. In fact, I can almost guarantee you Miami won't win this game, but I love the points. Give me the Dolphins plus 11.5 on Monday night. And that is what you call 5-0. and By the way, for the record, those of you keeping score, I know I am. I have yet to go 5-0 and this season. But I say it every week. So if it eventually does hit, I mean, then we're going to be looking good. Yay. All right. Uh, 877-99 on Fox. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. 877-996-6369. We do have great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com. And in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. You can get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. Up next, though. There is a, there's something that could a major event that could be taking place in the world of sports. This is a major event, and I think it's awesome, and most of you don't, and I'll tell you why next year on FSR. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. That's a good song, man. This is good. Is this Mariah Carey? Hey, you remember when we did pro wrestler or porn star, and the one, well, the one uh, porn star's name was Mariah Cherry? <laughs> oh. That's that's a Mount Rushmore. Oh. All right. Speaks you want a drink. Oh. All right. Uh, coming up uh, less than 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio, we'll have uh, Payne from PayneInsider.com, our professional sports better NFL analyst is going to be with us here on FSR. All sorts of interesting little storylines uh, coming up uh, in the NFL this week. Um, I do, uh, by the way, I got some bad news. Really, really bad news in regards to one of my picks that I made for, uh, for Knox Locks this week. And I think at some point this hour, we'll have an update on that. Not good news. I can already tell you right now, one of the picks I made, one of my NFL picks, almost, I would say 99% now that I have seen the latest report, 99% I'm going to lose. No, God, please, no! I'm going to lose. I I can already tell you that. So we will get to that uh, before the end of the hour. Mariah, that's enough. We will get to that before the end of the hour. All right. 
Uh, so you know, I, I did think this was pretty funny. So you got all these people bitching and moaning about this Giancarlo Stanton trade. So and before you think we're going to get into a big baseball discussion, it's not really a baseball discussion. All right, so I, I don't want you to. I don't want you to, to turn the dial and think you need to go somewhere else. By the way, why would you go anywhere else? Right? I mean, there, there's not another show going that'll give you everything you want, whether it's sports, weather, uh, offensive jokes, booze references. Can't wait. Uh, maybe a potential drug reference. Oh, insults, gambling. You name it. Like we are the Vegas Strip. This show is the Vegas Strip. And you know, just to uh, just to just to show you that we're the Vegas Strip, we might even have Iowa Sam walk around and uh, start handing out uh, you know those little uh, those little things, uh, those little you know cards they hand out on the Vegas Strip where you can get like a hooker for four cents. Might even think about doing that. Why go to Vegas? We'll go to you. I'm on it. All right. Uh, okay. So. This, so you got all these people outraged by this Giancarlo Stanton trade to the Yankees. Oh, it's a conspiracy. And, and my whole thing is like, listen, man, like, let's not pretend it's like uh, it's like the guy who swears to God that he sees the vision of a pigeon in his oatmeal. You know, like, like, like that's a conspiracy. That guy's insane. He's a nut job. It's like the people who say, uh, you know, they, they walk by a statue of the Virgin Mary and they swear to God that it's a teardrop. And then somebody walks over and says, oh, no, just the sprinklers were on. It's not really uh, just, a, just a statue. Thank like, you, Jesus! Like, there's some people that have these just in cra- this crazy, insane theories. Oh, my God, something's going. Like, Giancarlo Stanton going to the New York Yankees and Derek Jeter pulling off the trade with his former team has nothing to do with conspiracies. It's got everything to do with relationships. It's why if you're buddies with a guy who's hiring and you're not as qualified as somebody else, you're going to get the job before that other guy because you have a previous relationship. That's, that's how this works, man. It's networking. That's how this stuff works. That, that's why people get the jobs that they get. You know, like if you see a job posted online, chances are that position's already been filled or they know who they're going to hire. We've all benefited from it. We've all been screwed because of it. You know, like, like how many jobs do you think I've applied for in radio where I knew just by applying, I, I'm going through the, the motions. I'm doing it all the right way. Cover letter, you know, demo, you name it. Doing everything I needed to do that's posted online. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, they already know who they're hiring. Like, they're going to hire the guy that they trust, that they, they have a relationship with. That's just the name of the game. Derek Jeter trading Giancarlo Stanton to the Yankees isn't about a conspiracy or a, a potential heist. This is about he had a previous relationship, and it's easier to negotiate with people you trust than it is people you don't. That's it. That's all there is to it. And here's the other thing. If it turns out that something funny was going on, if it turns out that there was something illegal going on, I don't care. Who cares? Like, all of a sudden, people feel bad for the Marlins? Gives a rip. This team's rebuilt twice and won a World Series. Two World Series. Who cares? So he goes to the Yankees. You know who's not pissed about it? Major League Baseball. Oh, that stinks. A superstar. And they end up in the biggest media market. Man, what a bummer that is. Because the Yankees having a ton of good players has never worked out well for us before. <laughs> you know who's pissed off about this? Red Sox fans. 
And you want to know why? Because they've been trying to do what the Yankees have done for years and years. And guess what hasn't worked? What they're doing for years and years. Like, I just, I don't see, it's not that big of a deal, man. And people get so worked up about this stuff. Like, this is a good thing. He should go there. Oh, no, it's it's better when they're in small markets. All right, well, if you want to go waste away somewhere, go. you go right ahead. But I got to be honest with you, the idea of Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Judge batting next to each other in the same lineup, that's awesome. Seriously, that's that's fun. It doesn't guarantee them a World Series, but it guarantees it, you know an interesting sidebar to the season. It's, it's like the NBA. All of a sudden, these big-time players joining up, like, like, tell me the NBA hasn't been more interesting the past couple of years than it was the 10 years before that. I just, I think people overreact to this stuff. I think people get worked up about it. They want to talk about conspiracies. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's good for Major League Baseball. If you're a Red Sox fan and you got a red ass about it, tough balls, that's the way this goes. You would do the exact same thing if you had the opportunity. 877-99 on Fox. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, I do want to let you know, though, uh, about the Salvation Army. All right? this, is, this is important. All right? So make sure you lock down and, and make sure you pay attention to this. Love has an army, and you can join the fight. Help the Salvation Army fight for those in need all over our community this Christmas by going to foxsportsradio.com and clicking the red kettle icon to donate. Or call 1-833-SAL-JOIN. All right, so go to foxsportsradio.com, click the red kettle icon to donate, or call 1-833-SAL-JOIN. Do it! There's a game going on in the NFL on Sunday that is going to be unique because it's a game we haven't seen in quite some time. We'll tell you what that is coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, it's Ralph Irvin. Thank you very much, Jonas. Of course, Saturday night, the 83rd Heisman Trophy was presented in New York City, and it was won by Oklahoma quarterback Baker Mayfield, who's a runaway winner. He's also the first walk-on to win the trophy since the term walk-on was first used or coined back in 1950. Stanford's Bryce Love finished second. Louisville's Lamar Jackson finished third. On the field Saturday, Army, a 14-13 winner over Navy. Second straight year that the Black Knights have beaten the midshipmen. It's also the first time they've won the Commander-in-Chief's Trophy since 1996. On the college hardwood, number one, Duke suffered their first loss of the year. They fell at Boston College, 89-84. Arkansas upset number 14, Minnesota, 95-79. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for, new or used. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience and Jonas we are eight and a half hours away from kickoff of our NFL Sunday there are 14 games on Sunday's schedule including Dallas and New York where they will face well those striking new look New York Giants with Eli Manning at quarterback once again well maybe they'll actually have good coaching Sterling Shepard is listed as questionable with a bad hamstring they're hoping to get him back there it is. There's uh, the snark man himself, Ralph Irvin, uh, just taking a uh, a battle axe to another franchise. Good stuff, Ralph. You wiped out Florida a couple of weeks ago. The Giants now. Who's next week? 
you know, you just got to see who, see who it'll be. Yeah. Well, we, we can't wait. Just so much negativity from Ralph. I'm sick of it. Man. Aloha, just, brother. Oh. Just keeping it real, homie. Oh. All right. Uh, Very angry, Ralph. I know, me too. Uh, coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. He is Payne from PayneInsider.com, professional sports better, NFL analyst, Always kind enough to join us here on Fox Sports Radio. This is a very, very early in the morning for him, a uh, man who lives in South Florida. Uh, Payne, appreciate a few minutes. As always, we appreciate you popping on. But I, I do want to start with this because I'm looking around at some of these games. Uh, I think emotion factors into some of this stuff. It's, it's why I looked at you know the Giants and the Cowboys. But you as a professional, how important? Because, I mean, you, know, you guys crunch numbers. You do more research and more digging in this stuff than anybody else because you are a professional. But how much does emotion factor in to which side you determine you're going to be betting on? It's one of the biggest things, actually. It's it's part of the game theory. You, you try to get into the minds of these players, and you're looking for spots to buy and sell all season long. And one thing we know is a lot of the players, like Landon Collins, have said nice things about McAdoo, and he has been the consummate professional. However, once they all got canned, he hopped on Snapchat, took a picture and a video of the locker room, and everyone's dancing for joy that those guys were fired. And then you have a Dallas team that's a little overvalued off their Thursday night win were actually outgained by yards per play just about every metric they had a defensive score virtually late you had the special team score so that that Thursday night game against Washington distorted things a little bit here but you're looking at a number that opened six we're now down to three and a half partly because we don't think Dallas is very good but mostly because of the emotion and the uptick we should see from the New York Giants with Eli Manning back under center uh, sticking with the emotion motion portion of the program here the Pittsburgh Steelers come off a really emotional game Monday night football you would have thought according to John Gruden and Sean McDonough that uh, guys were shiving each other in the showers I mean the, the way they made it out during the broadcast was like it was the most crazy prison fight type game I've ever seen in my life a little overblown in my opinion but nevertheless Pittsburgh comes off a very physical game short week how much does emotion play into how you look at this game against Baltimore a game with a lot of play off implications on the line Sunday night football in Pittsburgh at Heinz Field one of the toughest games for me to gauge because if we didn't have Monday night's results we'd be looking at a line that's roughly Pittsburgh minus seven but as you alluded to it was a physical game it's now a short week you don't have Shazier your quarterback on the defense no Juju Smith Joe Hayden's going to be out for this one Um, and you have a Ravens team that's desperate they're familiar with this environment. They've won five of the last seven in Pittsburgh. They have revenge from earlier in the year. You, you have Antonio Brown. Let's see what he looks like on this short week. He could barely run in warm-ups. They shot his toe up, and he was good to go Monday night. But what does it look like now that he's played on it on a short week? That'll be tough. The one thing that I haven't done yet is I just don't trust Baltimore. The schedule has been pretty favorable. The offense is still dead last in the NFL, 3.9 yards per play. 
that scares me a little bit here. So I haven't dove in because the number is really short based on power numbers, but a lot of professionals have this game opened. Pittsburgh minus six. We're now down to four and a half. This is going to be an exaggeration. I know you're going to be caught off guard by that because I never exaggerate anything. No hyperbole at all with any of the things I say. Baltimore might be the worst winning football team I've ever seen in my life. I'm not kidding. Like, I don't know. What do they do? You know what I know about Baltimore? This is what I know. Pretty good defense, the best kicker in the world, and every time Joe Flacco slides, his knee brace comes apart. That's all I know about Baltimore. I swear to God. What are they? It's it's not a great football team, and their mantra has been being more physical than their opponent has been since Harbaugh and Ozzie Smith have been there, and they're going to continue to do that, and maybe you think that physical style will really, really help in this game because Pittsburgh is coming off a really physical game on Monday Night Football. But Joe Flacco has been abysmal this season. He actually had his best game against the Detroit Lions last week. 56% of his passes graded successful. So that was a big uptick for them because right now you're looking at Flacco, one of the worst quarterbacks by all the metrics in the league, and he's hitting the salary cap for more money this year than any other quarterback. He is Payne from PayneInsider.com, professional sports better, NFL analyst, also the co-host of the Bet the Board podcast, joining us here as he does every single week on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox with you. Um, I want to go to another big game because there's there's three or four really, really big games that are going to factor in seeding in the playoffs or who gets into the playoffs. It's in the NFC, Philadelphia and the Los Angeles Rams. This is in L.A. at the Coliseum. Philly coming off a tough game, Sunday night football in a tough environment against Seattle. I don't know where to go with this game. I know it's going to be a good game. I I can't wait to watch it. But from a betting standpoint, what kind of feedback are you getting from professionals, you yourself, and then the betting public on it? So far, this is a game that I have not touched. We saw the Rams open a one-point favorite. They did climb to about two and a half with early professional money on them, but we saw a different school of thought on Friday when the limits rose at sports books. Two and a halfs were nabbed. We're now back to to the Rams minus one, and, and I'm not sure what to make of this game. We did see Philadelphia lose on Sunday night football to the Seahawks, but they actually outgained the Seahawks yards per play. You had the fumble from Wentz at the one-yard line going in for a touchdown, so it distorted things a little bit. When you look at the Rams, this feels like an all-in effort for them. Robert Woods is trying to battle his way back and play. Alec Ogletree trying to battle his way back and play. Those two guys at the beginning of the week we thought wouldn't sniff this game. They have the potential to play here. Huge game for Goff. Let's see what he can do uh, against a great defense. We think Gurley will have a tough go of it because that Philadelphia front seven defensively is so tough. And when you start to break this game down just a little bit. The Rams are overvalued in the market. Look at them the last three games. I know they're winning these ball games. When you'll dig into a lot of these metrics, they're losing them. Last week, again, the scoreboard said they beat Arizona. They were actually outgained, out first downed, out time of possession, you name it. So right now, I think there could be some value on Philadelphia in this spot. Uh, Payne from PayneInsider.com, professional sports better with us here on Fox Sports Radio. Speaking of the team that we just mentioned that beat Philadelphia last week, the Seattle Seahawks. You and I have talked about this before, how maybe the biggest liability of all potential playoff teams in the NFL at any position is Blake Bortles, a quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, as far as playoff teams, the biggest liability on their roster, you could not be further from that 
than the Seattle Seahawks, who are in Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars this Sunday. What would the Seahawks be? How big of a difference does Russell Wilson make on that roster? What would this team be without Russell Wilson? He's probably the MVP this year. I know everyone's talking Wentz, but this is probably the guy. He's so valuable, especially now when you look at the defensive side of the ball with all those injuries to Sherman and Cam Chancellor. He's been fantastic, and the calendar has flipped to December where yeah. Russell Wilson is 18-5 and in his career, so he's been absolutely fantastic. And when you start to look at Seattle, they're making incremental improvements on that offensive line. We know they acquired Dwayne Brown. He's now getting into football shape. He's now getting acclimated to the system. They also got Luke Jokel back to play left guard. He was a first-round pick. Justin Britt's a good center. So, so don't look now, but the offensive line could start to come together a little bit. We saw Sunday Night Football. They got the ground game going. 4.3 yards per attempt against that great Philadelphia front seven. So if they can get some semblance of a ground attack, Seattle's going to make a nice little run here to end the year. All right. Your neck of the woods, the Miami Dolphins. Hosting the New England Patriots, all right? Now, then listen, I know you're not into the whole stats and numbers thing, so I did I did a little research. I actually prepared for this interview, and I want you to try this one on that. for a side. Listen, of Tom Brady's eight, or it might have been nine, whatever, but he's got a lot of losses against the Miami Dolphins. Not a lot, comparatively speaking, for how many times he's beaten them, but all but one loss in his career against the Dolphins has been at Miami. He struggled a little bit there. And I don't know if you knew that or not. I, I don't know if that's something that you guys looked into as far as this game, this this Patriots-Dolphins game on Monday night. I appreciate you giving me that, that, <laughs> that breaking news. That, I'm going to now factor that into this game. And again, and again, that that's the least I could do. And I know you being a Dolphins fan, you remember the A.J. Feely Monday night game. And that brings back all sort of warm feelings in your stomach. And I get all that. But am I crazy to think... That Jay Cutler, who has been a diaper fire against the Patriots his entire career, like maybe he's not that much of a diaper fire. Like maybe the Dolphins could, I don't know, not lose by more than 10 in this game. Is that is that crazy for me to think? It's certainly possible. This this spread opened 12. We're now down to 10.5, 11. There has been some early professional money on Miami. There's guys talking about potentially looking first half plus seven as well. Um, a quick turnaround rematch. We know Miami went to pit, uh, went to the Patriots about a couple weeks ago. Fell just short against the point spread. But when you start to look at games, Monday night football, the Dolphins season's all but over. This is a spot that they're going to rally to a little bit. New England looking ahead. They have Pittsburgh on deck in a much bigger game next week. And you just start to look at this schedule for New England, right? Travel to the Broncos. They stayed out on the West Coast. They were in Mexico City, came home for a week. They're out to Buffalo. Now they're out to Miami. Just so much travel. Rob Gronkowski is going to be out in this game, which is a huge loss if you follow the Dolphins for years. They simply cannot cover over the middle of the field. They cannot cover a tight end. So that's a huge loss in any game. Even bigger in this matchup against the Dolphins team that has trouble covering tight ends. I think we're going to see Miami live here on Monday Night Football. See, your information is so much better than mine. Like I had had one move. Like I literally had one move. It's like I'm a fighter who's got one punch and you've got all sorts of different angles and it's just it's embarrassing like you're so much better at this than me well i mean what a hey. jerk 
Hey, maybe, maybe next week we'll flip roles. We'll have you prepared. Oh, have little you prepared for this, and we'll just flip roles. Listen, little role play at this time of night. People are into that kind of thing, man. You never know. <laughs> all right, uh, all right. So, last one for you: Pain from PainInsider dot com or Professional Sports Better with us. Is this the week that the Cleveland Browns? Get in the win column, all right? Because I have a funny feeling about this game. I have a funny feeling this might be the week. Your thoughts? Absolutely. And that feeling isn't just some weird stuff on on late radio in the middle of the night. This is a good (laughs) feeling. This line opened four. We're now down to three. That's professional money on Cleveland. They covered the spread last week out against the Chargers coming back home. These guys are motivated. They don't want to be 0-16. They just fired their GM this week, and they're starting to get some competent weapons outside. Now, Kaiser isn't very good, and this is a game where it will be windy. There is going to be some weather, so they're going to rely on that ground game, which is fantastic. You look at Green Bay, what they've done. Really, it's been a dose of Aaron Jones in that ground game. Hundley still hasn't been that great through for under 100 yards last week, and that's the one thing Cleveland does very well defensively. They stop the run, so Hundley is going to be forced to make some throws this week. Professional bettors are all over the Cleveland Browns, and they have a great chance getting a win here. When you look with Josh Gordon's done, getting back into that lineup, you talk about Corey Coleman and Duke Johnson, there are some capable weapons here for this Cleveland offense. Let's see if Kaiser can execute and, and get them their first win of the season. He is Payne from PayneInsider.com, professional sports better. You can get him on Twitter at PayneInsider. He's an NFL analyst. You could also catch his fantastic podcast with Todd Furman, the Bet the Board podcast. Where can people go to find you every single week? SoundCloud or iTunes subscribe. We have a great podcast this week in time and you can still listen to. We'll have a best bet on there as well. So just go to iTunes, search Bet the Board and, and give it a listen. Thank you, brother. We'll do it again next week. Appreciate it, man. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, 877-99 on Fox. The phone number, you can get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. Up next, though, we have got a major update. All right, this is a major update. Inside information, intel, if you will, on an NFL game that I made a pick on earlier in the show. That's coming up next here on FSR. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. We have got a major update, a major update on a game I made a prediction on a short time ago, and it's not a good update. So you ever been, uh, I don't know if anybody's ever been, like you go to a carnival and you play like the uh, the basketball game or you're at like a family cookout and you do uh cornhole or beanbag toss, whatever you refer to it as. And like, they'll talk about how, you know, players when they're shooting, like if they, if once the ball leaves their hands, they'll know in midair whether or not they think it's got a chance. Um, You'll see a quarterback who the ball will leave his hands and he immediately regrets the throw because then he sees a defender coming in front trying to make an interception or make a play on the ball. Like, And everybody's been in that position where you're playing cornhole or beanbag toss and you throw one and you know when it feels good. It leaves your hand. You can see it. And then you know other times, like while it's in midair, oh yeah, this isn't going to make it. We're going to lose. I'm going to have to pound three, four beers. 
I feel like that right now with one of my picks that I made. All right, so one of the picks in Knox Locks, where I go around the NFL and I will do five games, whether it be over unders, point spreads, whatever, in the NFL every single week. For the season, I'm two games over 500. Now, that may not seem like a big deal to you, but considering I was in a really bad position just a few weeks ago, this turnaround has been talked I mean, this has been talked about by nobody other than this show, but never mind that. Like, this has been talked about by this show in a significant amount. And uh, I made a pick earlier in the show. And the second it left my hands, I was like, you know, maybe this isn't a good idea. And then it was confirmed a short time ago on social media. So Andy Furman, Fox Sports Radio host, he is a legend. He is a dear friend of mine. You hear him Sunday mornings, a little over an hour from now with Brian No, every single Sunday morning, the best NFL pregame show on Sunday mornings, anywhere on radio or TV. Andy Furman is kind enough to join us now. On Fox Sports Radio. Ange, what's happening? I had no idea that you played cornhole. I had no idea you were a cornhole guy. Well, yeah, really. But, 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 but what about the barbecue game, Ange? There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, but no. So yeah, corn. But you know what I'm talking about, Andy? Where you, yeah. where you throw it and you can tell in midair whether or not it's going to make it. It happens every time I open my mouth on Sports Talk. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of ways to interpret what you just said there. But exactly. I'll, I'll keep it clean here because uh, I don't want to. I don't want my knees to buckle on the air. But <laughs> so the reason I say this is I made a prediction earlier. And one of my picks in looking around the NFL was the Bears-Bengals game, right? Ugh. It's a 1 p.m. Eastern time kickoff on Fox. And, and I picked the game because I took the over of 38 and a half points. And I said, you know what? I mean, listen, a lot of injuries on defense, and I know the offenses aren't that great, but, you know, maybe they can score some points, and why not? You know, let's have a little bit of fun. And then I see you wake up this morning and fire off a tweet talking about the weather in the Cincinnati area. You live in the Cincinnati area. Correct. What is the weather right now in Cincinnati? Right now it's 22 degrees. There's still snow on the ground from yesterday. But I don't think this is going to affect this game. Okay. You know it's going to affect the game. The Bengals are going to be without six starters today. Uh, okay, no, no, no. Andy, 22 degrees, snow on the ground. Come on, man. This isn't. This is not hitting the over. I'm screwed. Like this is. This is. You the, would have been screwed if it was 85 degrees. I'm telling you. Okay, but but this is this is the equivalent to throwing that cornhole bag, that bean bag, and in midair, I realize, wow, that's not going to make it in. Like I'm going to lose right now. And you confirmed it by waking up and giving me a weather report. Like, what can be done about this? Do you do you trust the grounds crew in Cincinnati? No. Or are they no. a bunch of drunks? Uh, you said it. I will tell you this much. I would switch the over and under from points to crowd to crowd I mean, total crowd attendance <laughs> over and under because I don't think they're going to crack 30,000 people there today. Oh, come so on, Edge. Really? I'm telling you. You got two losing teams going nowhere. People are doing Christmas shopping and they don't want to sit out in the cold. All right. I'm so, telling so, you. All right so let's, let me ask you this real quick before we let you go. All right. Uh, the most popular sports team in Cincinnati. Here are your options. Are you ready for this? Yeah. All right. Okay. The Bengals. The Reds, Xavier basketball, Cincinnati basketball, or FC Cincinnati, the minor league soccer team? This is a Reds town through and through. However, FC Cincinnati right now is on their heels, and they've outdrawn them several times head to head over the summer. And they're going for MLS. They're going for a major league soccer franchise. I'll know in about a week. I have to say that MLS a close second to the Reds right now. There he is, my man, Andy Furman. I can't wait to hear you and Brian know later. Really? Yeah. Get a life. <laughs>
night. <laughs> Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. A uh, round of applause for Andy Furman here uh, on Fox Sports Radio. Confirming I've got no shot at winning that bet. By the way, you can get uh, Andy Furman on Twitter, at Andy Furman FSO. Guy's a jerk. All right. Uh, coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio, it is our all-NFL hour, and I'm going to tell you about one of the great franchises in all the NFL who should be totally embarrassed by what they did. That's next here on FSR. It's the all-NFL hour here on Fox Sports Radio. Nothing but the National Football League for the next 60 minutes here on FSR. I don't give a crap if you want to talk baseball. I give a rip what NBA take you have. Who cares about college basketball? I couldn't care less about Tiger Woods making a comeback. And I don't give a rip about the NHL. This is the NFL hour. Nothing but the National Football League for the next 60 minutes. And we're doing it all live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. So something in the NFL happened that I found a little bit surprising. All right, a little bit surprising in the NFL. But here's the thing. I, I, I found it surprising, but then when I really thought about where it was coming from, I wasn't all that surprised. You know, because you like you look around the NFL and there's a lot of really interesting games, even the games that involve, you know, sort of like average teams. There's some, still some intriguing storylines like the Browns, you know, sooner or later, the Browns are going to get a win. Right. So the Browns are hosting the Packers. And I have this weird feeling about this because Aaron Rodgers is looming. Like what if Cleveland gets their first win of the season against the Packers? And that pretty much that might wrap up the season for Green Bay. And then then the conversation becomes, well, do you even bring Aaron Rodgers back to begin with? But the Raiders going to Arrowhead to take on the Chiefs. That's an interesting game because all of a sudden the loser in that game is probably done. You've got Vikings-Panthers. That's a really good game. You've got uh, uh, you know the Redskins going to, to L.A. to take on the Chargers. The Chargers, who look like the third-best team in the AFC all of a sudden, if they can win that game, now we're talking about a, a battle to the end, and the Chargers could win that division. Eagles-Rams is going to be fantastic. Seahawks-Jaguars is a fun game. Ravens-Steelers on Sunday Night Football is a fun game. Like There are a lot of really good games in the NFL this weekend. And one of the one of the games that I find interesting because something happened surrounding this game that I sh- I I was surprised initially I'm telling you and then I thought about it and I said no 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 we've seen this before and that's the Cowboys and the Giants okay so the Cowboys and Giants a one Eastern time kickoff on Fox and um, Dallas still has a lot to play for like there's still a lot for Dallas. Um, you know, they could still make a run of the playoffs. And I was saying this on the show yesterday that no matter which way you slice the NFC, you know, it's like it's like playing progressive slots and you hit the free spin bonus round. Like the goal is to hit the free spins, because if you get like 10 free spins, you literally sit back, you pound your beer and you just make money like nothing bad can happen. Like even if it's just a little bit, a little bit, it's all gravy. Like nothing bad comes from hitting the free spins when you're playing a slot machine. And so for the NFC playoffs, that's what it's going to be because any combination of games with the top five you currently have in, and whoever gets the sixth spot is going to be a good matchup. It's gonna it's gonna be a great 
great game regardless of who's playing. And so Dallas is one of those teams that is competing for that final playoff spot. And so Dallas still has a lot to play for. And you look at the Giants and you go, all right, the Giants are just a mess. The handling of things the last two weeks. I mean, they've been a clown show the last couple of weeks. I mean, it's been a disaster. The outrage in New York, the fact that it's New York, the magnitude of the city, everything else going on there. Like the Giants are, are just a total, total disaster. And something the Giants did surprised me, but then it didn't. You know, like, you ever know somebody who constantly makes mistakes or makes dumb decisions in your life or they do something stupid and you get pissed off at them initially and you get angry at them and you're like, man, what are you thinking? And you get outraged and all of a sudden you you catch yourself and you go, like, like, why am I surprised? Like, this is what this guy is. Everybody's got one of those dudes in their group. Like, every guy has one of those friends in their group. Or or every uh, every woman knows somebody in their group of friends that is like that to where you're surprised at first and then you go, okay, well, consider who it's coming from and I shouldn't be that surprised at all. And the Giants were that guy in the group this week. All right? So Ben McAdoo makes a decision to bench Eli Manning a couple of weeks ago. And um, after offering him the chance to play, you know, he did offer him the chance to play to continue the streak, and he could, can, he could come back in at halftime. But Ben McAdoo did, uh, did make the decision. Regardless, Eli Manning was put on the bench, snapping his consecutive start streaks. And so the Giants go to Oakland. They look bad. They lose to the Raiders. And, uh, and Ben McAdoo, um, you know, clearly being on the rocks, okay? Clearly his job was on the line. And, and ultimately... He was going to, you know, be fired regardless, and he did get fired this week. But if it wasn't this week, it was going to be after the season. So he was on the rocks. He was on his way out. But the Giants decided, okay, we're going to fire him and Jerry Reese, the general manager, and we're going to do it this past week. Um, so same with Eli Manning, right? Like, Eli Manning's on his way out, too. Like, we all acknowledge that Eli Manning is pretty much wrapping things up there in New York. Like, we get that, right? He's gone after the season, so so what did it really matter if they benched him? Like, what did it matter? I mean, he's gone after the season. You know, the point being, you're in a rebuild no matter what. Like, the Giants, as constructed, this isn't working. So the rebuild is on. So what are we talking about here? But it's not so much that the Giants are in a rebuild... And it's not so much the firings that take place or the benchings that have taken place. It's how the Giants did it and why they did all this that was surprising to me at first. Because the Giants hadn't fired a head coach mid-season in over 40 years. 41 to be exact. So why now? You know, like that, that's, that's a big question. Like The Giants have had bad teams before. Like, why, why is now the time that they decide to fire a head coach midseason? We've got, what, a month left in the season? The guy did make the playoffs last year. Why was now the decision to fire Ben McAdoo? Like, why? And, and, and why is Eli Manning back as your starting quarterback? Like, like, like don't you at least want to see what you got? Like, why, why now is Eli Manning back as a starting quarterback? And I was surprised by it. And then I caught myself and I said, oh, never mind. I know why. 
Because the organization completely caved to fan pressure. Pressure from the media and pressure from the fan base and that organization completely evaporated like a kid holding cotton candy and having water spilled on it. Poof. Gone. Totally caved. Like, whatever stance they had, totally caved to the pressure. Like, I mean, and and I was surprised. Like I said, I was surprised at first. I said, man, this doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But then I remembered. I remembered something. I remembered, I remembered who was involved here. And I remembered that it was Giants co-owner... John Mara, who said the following about Colin Kaepernick, right? Believe it or not, this is Colin. It took Colin Kaepernick for me to understand what the Giants are doing. You remember this quote from John Mara? This is from in the offseason. This is John Mara, Giants co-owner in the offseason. Quote, all my years being in the league, I never received more emotional mail from people than I did about that issue says Giants co-owner John Mara. If any of your players ever do that, we are never coming to another Giants game. It wasn't one or two letters. It was a lot. It's an emotional, emotional issue for a lot of people, more so than any other issue I've run into, end quote, in regards to Colin Kaepernick taking a knee for the national anthem. So the co-owner of the Giants not only based his decision on whether or not to bring in a guy like Colin Kaepernick to the roster on some negative letters and fan mail he got from Giants supporters, but he also was partly making a decision on the firing of Ben McAdoo and Jerry Reese and making sure Eli Manning got his job back because of the negative attention he got from the fan base and the media. Like, that's what they are now. That is what the Giants are. Think about it. Like, that prestigious, respected, successful organization, multiple Super Bowls, they now take the temperature of the media and fans before they make decisions. Like, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable to me. Like, I can I can tell you, like, there's, there's a difference between constructive criticism... And you're just an idiot. Like, there'll be people that'll that'll tweet me in stuff about the show. And sometimes, like, I'll, I'll even agree. Like, yeah, we could have done that better. Or I could have been better at this. Or I could have been better at that. And then you'll get the people that'll just tweet stuff in. And it's like, oh, that guy's just an idiot. He's just angry because he's been dating the same blow-up doll for three years. And he wants to take it out on somebody. And so I'm, I'm the next victim. That's fine. I mean, whatever. Like, could you imagine if I catered to that that's essentially what the Giants have done. Like, their co-owner is acknowledging, if you're mean enough to me, and you criticize me enough, I'll do things that I've never done before. Like, base, on, base my decision on who I'm signing to the roster on what your opinion is, and then also, I'll do something we haven't done in 41 years and fire a couple of guys mid-season because you don't like what they did. That's unbelievable to me. That, that's that's unbelievable to me. Like, like to me, that's a bigger issue than Eli Manning's QBR. That you've got an, an organization who caves to the fan base like that. That's embarrassing. Like, you, this happened on a, on a lower level 
and didn't get talked about a lot, but a couple of years ago, you remember when Les Miles, okay, so Les Miles, not last year, but the year before, midway through the season, got fired by LSU, right? But if you remember how that all went down, right, the year before, with like a game left in the season, Les Miles was pretty much done. Like, they were ready to fire Les Miles. And he was doing a coach's show at LSU, and during the show, some fan, it could have been like a little girl or, or some fan there that was watching the live coach's show, got emotional and got upset because she thought that Les Miles was going to be fired and that was going to be his last game. And all of a sudden, the AD and people at LSU, after they had already made the decision to fire Les Miles, came back and said, oh, no, 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 Les is fine. We love Les. Everything's okay here. Oh, don't worry about it. And then the next season, they fired him like three, four games in. They basically changed their minds based on the opinion of the fan base. Like, that is what the Giants have turned into. It's kind of what Tennessee football was. Like, they, they people were outraged at the Shiano hire, and Tennessee totally backtracked and, and decided not to hire Greg Shiano and turned into a clown car themselves based on the opinion of their fans. Like, that's what the Giants did here. It's, it's amazing to me. All that being said, I still like him to cover the spread. 877-99 on Fox. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. 877-996-6369. You can also get me on Twitter, by the way, at the Jonas Knox as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, up next, you are going to hear a former NFL player with some uh, some pretty... It, it, we're going to get... like We're talking about... Kind of gruesome details about the violence in the NFL. This is good stuff. You don't want to miss it. That's next year on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. This song sucks. The hell is this, man? Better than Ezra? Yeah. No. Can I get that right? Is this better than Ezra? With Jim Jim Blossoms? Cheap trick? Like, I want you to want me, like that, but it's made for, for, as a Christmas song. <sighs> what? You know that song, right? Yeah, I want you it's, to want me. It's a terrible song. Yeah. Uh, and it's this is now like their Christmas version of that. Yeah. All right. I'm just trying to mix it up there, Jonas. No, listen, it's not you. I, I just, I, like, this is what I do, man. I, I believe that I, uh, I trust my ear and I trust my, uh, my taste in music. And I just had to point out the, uh, how bad that song was. That's it. By the think, way, if you're listening, you're right. if you're, you're listening right. to the uh, podcast right now, you have no idea what we're talking about. But it's a bad Christmas song. Yeah. So take care of the rest. Uh, all right. So, um, coming up in uh, less than ten minutes from now, Mike Harmon, Fox Sports Radio's fantasy football insider, will be with us. This is the most important <laughs> appearance of the year for Mike Harmon on this show because it is opening week in fantasy football playoffs in most leagues. Okay, so this is a big like and and we're going to get into just the mentality, because if you play fantasy football and you're in one of these leagues, it's got a lot of money on the line and it's you and your buddies and you don't want to lose because the person who loses has to dress up like a woman at the next draft or whatever the hell you guys do. You weird, which is really just um, really just an excuse for many of you to act on your inner desires. And and I'm not here to judge. 
I'm not here to judge. That's fine. Uh, it just needs to be pointed out. But this is an important week. So Mike Carmen will have all the latest on the fantasy news, rumblings, uh, sits and starts from around the league. Really, really important stuff coming up, coming up less than ten minutes from now. Carmen. But I did want to get to uh, I did I did want to get to this. So everybody made a big deal about the physicality of that Monday night football game. And so that'll be the conversation and that'll be the talking point. You know, the Steelers and Ravens are going to be playing on Sunday night football. That's going to be a major talking point. AFC North football is this physical like the Monday night game, so on and so forth. Then you've got uh, the Bengals are going to be playing the Bears, and it's like, oh, you know, Vontez Perfect is injured, and there was a a suspension that was, you know, uh, that was overturned, and uh, like it's going to be a conversation. And the reason why it was such a big deal, it was a nationally televised game, a standalone game. Everybody was watching. That game was football six, seven years ago. John Gruden and Sean McDonough were so over the top with their criticisms of that game. I mean, like they Sean, like they made it seem like John, like John Gruden made it seem like somebody pulled out a handgun. And a shiv, and we were watching, uh, you know, a prison fight on Shawshank Redemption, like like it was Dufresne trying to change the 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 reel in the theater room. Like I mean, it's, like what are we talking? Like like Boggs, like Boggs was trying to assault Andy Dufresne. Like that's the way John Gruden made it seem like watching Monday Night Football. That game was a normal football game six, seven years ago, but it was so over-dramatized, and people made such a bigger deal about it, and the Shazier hit was terrible, but that wasn't a, that wasn't about you know a player cheap-shotting another player. That was a guy that went in, had his head down, and something unfortunate happened. So, like, we were talking with David Anderson, former NFL wide receiver. Guy was a, a wide receiver in the NFL for about seven years, uh, BFF on the show. I went to high school with the guy. He appeared earlier on in the show, and I talked to him about the physicality he encountered while playing in the NFL. Can you tell a difference in your body? Is there a game that you go back on against one of those teams, and you can recall that your body just felt different afterwards, like it was a different kind Reggie, of soreness? Yeah. Reggie Nelson hit me about as hard as I've ever been hit right in the back. Um, when I caught a ball to try to tie the game, it was like uh, we were on the 10, and I think I caught it on the 2. And as soon as I put my feet down to, like, make a move, his crown of his helmet just stuck right in my spine. And, like, one of those ones where, like, my back, like, went all the way over the top of his helmet. And it was, like, one of those weird ones that, I, like, was like a, I looked like Gumby. Uh, and scorpion. Then I, fling, I was just flung back on the, the turf. And it, it, like, felt way worse than it looked, but it was uh, – I had like take off a couple plays, and I still feel that one this morning. Uh, it, that's like a scorpion. You like gave a, a major little scorpion impression there. Like you're bent, oh, yeah. back and bent all the way back. So you still feel that to this day? Oh yeah, oh yeah. There's a couple. There's, there's, that's the problem with being a five ten white wide receiver. Is you caught the ball <laughs> facing the quarterback, not running away from him. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's not like uh, it's not like everyone was. It was, it was like I was Randy Moss <laughs> put my hand up right down the sideline. Uh, that was David Anderson, former NFL wide receiver, joining us earlier on Fox Sports Radio. And listen, I've talked to guys, um, former NFL players about this, and one of them told me this, and I'll never forget this, because we were talking about, you know, just the money, and, and this is a guy who made, you know, millions of dollars in the NFL, and we were talking about the money and the contracts and, you know, the houses and cars and all that stuff, and he told me this, and I will never forget this. He says, 
you want to know what you're not thinking about? You want to know when you're not thinking about the money? When you go over the middle to make a play on a ball and some guy puts his helmet in your ribs or puts his helmet in your back like Dave Anderson just described, he says the last thing you're thinking about is, man, I'm going to get a lot of money on my paycheck coming up on Tuesday. So you're like you're just trying to breathe, you know, like you like you're just trying to get through. And it's like I don't know how how many times you have to watch an NFL game before you get the physicality that's involved in it. Like that's that's the that's the way that this goes, man. Like like a lot of these incidents, like the Ryan Shazier incident, that was terrible. You watched that, you saw the play unfold, you saw his legs go limp, and you knew, oh god, like this is this is not normal. I also talked with David Anderson about the worst injury he saw, something similar to the Shazier hit uh, while he was playing. The worst one I saw was um, Harry Williams was a special teams monster on the Texans, and he was going to make the team strictly on special teams. He was an amazing player, and he ran down and tried to do this weird... He had some cool moves when it came to devoiding defenders on kickoff, and one of them, uh, like, the guy kind of grabbed him awkwardly, and he put his foot in the ground, and he turned his back, and he got hit, and I think, and he had some... He had, like, a similar kind of Shazier moment where he couldn't he couldn't move his arms. Um, and so they brought in the whole ambulance. Uh, I was against, like, I think I think I was Dallas in a preseason game. Ambulance, got him off the field, and then you just it takes about 20 minutes to really kind of get that out of your mind and, and focus back on the game. Um, you notice that out of Pittsburgh, too. So, um, yeah, they're, they're scary. You definitely feel you're, you don't, you never feel uh, like a god out there, but like uh, you definitely you see it every week. Yeah, uh, that was David Anderson, former NFL wide receiver. So it's like you you hear some of the commentary from from people out there who try to try to paint it out. Like all of a sudden, the game is just you just now are noticing it's just such a violent game, and th- and that'll be I'm telling you that's going to be some of the commentary when you're watching NFL games later today. You know, if there's a big hit, they're going to reference back to Monday Night Football. Uh, you know, the Sunday Night game between the Steelers and Ravens, there'll be something referencing back to to Monday Night Football. Uh, the Bengals game against the Bears. Uh, you know, the Bengals are banged up. They'll reference back to the physicality of the game. The physicality's always been there. That's a former NFL player who's telling you, "Listen, man, I still walk around. I can still feel that hit." And remember where that exact pain came from, where it or where it originated from, and that was from the NFL. So th- there's nothing nothing new about this. It's just like all of a sudden now people want to turn it into a bigger deal than it is. Uh, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. The phone number you can also give me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. As we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Up next, the most important appearance of the year. For our esteemed guest, all right? So he will be with you next year on Fox Sports Radio. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, it's Ralph Irvin. Well, thank you very much, Jonas. And, you know, we were doing some snooping, and we found some audio that I think you were looking for earlier. It's Coach Stoops. You welcomed a, a chubby, unathletic kid into the program with open arms. I wouldn't say that many would do that, but thank you. Uh, but the thing that I'm most thankful for is hiring Coach Riley. But the day that you did that changed my life, so appreciate that. Coach Riley, you've been a great mentor to me. Been through a lot together. Appreciate you. 
And that's Baker Mayfield after winning the 83rd Heisman Trophy Saturday night. He's the first walk-on to win the award since 1950, the first senior winner since 2006. Army was a 14-13 winner over Navy. The Black Knights winning their first Commander-in-Chief's Trophy since 1996. In the NBA, Russell Westbrook had a triple-double. He also hit the game-winning free throws. Oklahoma City, a 102-101 winner in Memphis. Cleveland bounced back after having their 13-game win streak snapped on Friday. They beat Philadelphia Saturday, 105-98. James Harden scored 48 points. Chris Paul, 26, as Houston won their ninth straight game, 124 117. You know, with True Car, you can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for, new or used. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. And Jonas, we are seven and a half hours away from kickoff of our week 14 NFL Sunday. But it isn't week 14 of the regular season for everyone now, is it? I uh, know that is that is a good point, Ralph. Uh, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save fifteen percent or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call eight hundred nine four seven auto. The only hard part: figuring out which way is easier. This is an important uh, appearance, the most important appearance all season long, because Mike Harmon, Fox Sports Radio's fantasy football insider, is with us here live in studio. A little disco fantasy. If you want to know why. We call it Disco Fantasy. Go to Mike Harmon's Twitter account, at Swollen Dome, on Periscope now. You can get a, a look inside the studio. We've got uh, we got dual disco balls in here. It's all little, It's like a club, except there's no booze. So it's, well, like a, it's like a club in Salt Lake. Well, for championship week, I'm going to don the shimmery, uh, you know, like silver glitter kind of oh, shorts, yeah. you know, because it'll be near New Year's and... And it'll be really next-level kind of stuff. Yeah, no, this is going to be good. So you can go check that out at Swollen Dome on Twitter, and you can watch us do this uh, appearance um, and and do it all courtesy of the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Disco balls and everything. Um, All right, so Mike Harmon, uh, we got to get to it, because this is uh, opening weekend in fantasy playoffs for many people that play fantasy football. So... What piece of advice, and this is kind of a general question, but I I feel like people tend to overthink it when they get to this point in the season. What general piece of advice, best piece of advice, would you give people who are playing in the fantasy football playoffs later on today? To throw my overpriced, uh, at times, in my opinion, uh, education into the trash bin over there, Uh, dance with who brung you. Don't overthink it. Now is not the time to get cute whether it's the final week and you're vying for a playoff spot in a lot of leagues or you're starting the three-week run in the fantasy playoffs. It's like, don't overthink it. Yes, there are some horrible matchups out there today where some of your normal starters are in disadvantageous spots. But unless you're sitting on a backup that's his equal most other weeks, then don't get cute. Leave him in. Like a Russell Wilson against Jacksonville. Okay. Right? He's been phenomenal. Over the last six to seven weeks, I mean, over the course of the season, what is he, 86% of their offense? Yeah. Or some ridiculous stat. Plus, you've now got Mike Davis back there to give him a little bit. He and McKissick doing a good job as a two-man backfield to give them a little bit of balance. Well, Wilson will make enough plays with his legs, so he still comes in as a mid to lower and QB1. So I'm not going to throw him out with the bathwater just because Jacksonville's sitting on the other side. Jacksonville's now realizing what it means to be the hunted, and Seattle knows how to chase him down. 
Uh, yeah, there, there's a lot of uh, interesting games out there. A lot of lot of big games, but but like you mentioned, some of these matchups are tough. Like you look at uh, Minnesota and Carolina. I mean, if you've got Adam Thielen or you've been riding Case Keenum and you've had success with that, how? what do you look at? You see that matchup against Carolina. How do you feel about that? Yeah, Thielen's going to drop a few spots, but still he's going to be the back end of the, the first wide receivers. You're still looking at a 10 to 12 range for him as it goes. Keenum, uh, a little more difficult. He drops down in that mid-number two where you're looking at a Garoppolo or maybe a Mariota along the way. You know, the, Conversely, you're looking at Cam Newton, who been boomer bust for fantasy owners all year long going up against that Minnesota defense. Tough to look at Devin Funches, right? Because he'll have Xavier Rhodes on him. He can erase wide receivers. But Newton making enough plays with his legs, which keeps him on the back end of the ones just because you know you're going to get 9 to 12 carries most likely given his game log and the way the flow of this one looks like it'll play out. Uh, Mike Harmon, Fox Sports Radio Fantasy Football Insider with us here on FSR. Jonas Knox with you here uh, from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Uh, The Oakland Raiders go to Kansas City, early kickoff. Uh, Michael Crabtree is back. You've got um, Amari Cooper, who has been dealing with the injury. Uh, He's going to try and give it a go, but they're not hopeful that he's going to play that according. That's the latest from Ian Rappaport of NFL Network. What's the plan if you uh, if if you've got you know if you're looking to pick up some something extra? You see the Raiders going on the road defensively. Marcus Peters is out. Like, what's the plan if you're looking to play a Raider this week at Kansas City? Well, Crabtree's going to be a back end number one straight off the chain snatching suspension. Can't wait for round three though next next year. Oh, we, awesome. We're going to start selling those pay per view tickets yeah. now. Because uh, what are they going to give them? Four games and drop it to two anyway. So what's the difference? Uh, you know, Cordero Patterson is interesting, but a bit too much of a price shot. I'd be looking at a guy making his bones, starting to rise up, still available in a lot of leagues, a guy like Marquise Goodwin. This is one where maybe we do get a little bit cute based on what he did against Chicago last week, right? Became Garoppolo's top-notch option, 8 of 8, 99 yards, and, and that was exciting because it wasn't a bunch of 40-yard throws downfield, which is how Goodwin was used as a track star in Buffalo and certainly during his early part with the 49ers. So an opportunity perhaps to go pick him up along the way. You look at Kenny Stills against New England, they're probably going to be chasing and given the ineffectiveness for Miami overall, the inconsistency of that offense, he's a guy that you'll still be able to pick up off waivers and give you a little bit of Monday night thrill along the way. Uh, running back. So the weather is uh, is dropping. This is where teams are going to try and run the ball. Maybe a little, the conditions might be more difficult for them to pass. Give us your top running back plays of the week. Uh, usual suspects are going to be up there, one of whom already uh, was in and got injured. So anybody that rode into the playoff weeks with Alvin Kamara, Salty, uh, and now now this is where maybe you got to get cute because you got to start chasing and going for the downs with those big play receivers. But Lashawn McCoy with Peterman under center, he's not throwing the ball downfield. They will tuck it into McCoy's gut forty times in this game if they have to. Melvin Gordon against Washington, yeah, you'll see some plays from Rivers downfield, but still a steady dose of Gordon. Lamar Miller uh, going back to that Houston San Francisco game gives you a lot of opportunity, and this is a spot. Perhaps all those who have been patient with Kareem Hunt, this is where you get over a little bit. Rex Burkhead becoming a back-end number one against Miami and a good spot here for Marshawn Lynch. to The last couple of weeks, his touch count's been up. So with Derek Carr struggling, and certainly from a fantasy perspective, as much as you like what 
may present itself against the Kansas City secondary. He's been struggling for fantasy purposes. has been nothing better than a mid-number two. I think they can establish the running game against KC. Uh, Mike Harmon, Fox Sports Radio Fantasy Football Insider with us here on FSR for another minute or two. Uh, Rob Gronkowski out for the Patriots on Monday Night Football. What are the options beyond that? Do they go tight end? Is there, uh, you know, are we talking Amendola? Uh, like, like, what are the options in most leagues that you would consider picking up if you had Rob Gronkowski and were looking for a replacement? Yeah, it's tough when you look at the the tight end position. It's been so separate or separated where you have the the studs and the back end. It's funny you were talking about the the Monday night game and. And everything going, or I should say, yeah, the Monday night game, everything going back and forth and, and everybody getting excited about the violence. Not nearly as much of an outcry against Rob Gronkowski as there probably should have been, Oh, I, g- given what he did last right. Sunday. It wasn't I mean, that, stand, was, yeah. that was such an afterthought to everybody. It's like, are you kidding me? That is so far more egregious yeah. and despicable an act. And he acted like a five-year-old. Yep. He got all twitchy and then went down. Just ridiculous. But it, it's like, remember the Danny Trevathan hit on Thursday night, the sure. Bears-Packers? You want to know why that was a big deal? Okay, because that was a standalone Thursday night game. That that play happens every Sunday, but when it's mixed in with nine or ten other games, nobody talks about it. Same with Gronkowski. It wasn't until after the fact people said, wait, something doesn't add up here. Yeah, no kidding. The guy did a, a people's elbow on some guy that, and, and that he outweighs by 400 pounds. Like, come on, man. Bad um, move and bad bad decision-making by the league. But for tight end purposes, Dwayne Allen gets a shot because Martellus Bennett already got put on IR. Right. Gronk is out. Miami terrible against tight end. You heard that analysis a little earlier uh, in the show. I think it was Payne you were talking to uh, that had that point for you. Uh, Ricky Seals-Jones for Arizona against Tennessee has become a pretty good target week in, week out. Steven Anderson for Houston against San Francisco. That's if we've got to go deep bottom of the barrel because Greg Olson – Still limited, probably out as well. All right. So there's Mike Harmon, Fox Sports Radio's fantasy football insider. You can get him on Twitter, at Swollen Dome. You can hear him and Dan Beyer, 9 a.m. Eastern time, later on, on these Fox Sports Radio airwaves, the best fantasy football show anywhere on the dial. Thanks, pal. Yeah, the best. Always good to be in. All right. So it is uh, It is time. Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. It is time for another edition of the Prop Bet Monsters. That's coming up next year on FSR. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. We will have the Prop Bet Monsters coming up here in just a minute on FSR. If you're not familiar with what that is, we go around the NFL. We pick random games, we make our own prop bets, we make picks, and the loser has to make a donation into the Prop Bet Monsters sack. Uh, if you're not familiar with the, what the sack is, you go to my Twitter account, at the Jonas Knox on Periscope a moment ago. I just showed you the contents of the sack, and they are disgusting. So excited. Yeah, it's not, not nothing exciting about it. It's gross, man. It was actually a bag, though, because yeah, no, I mean, is, we are yeah. deep enough into the night or wee hours in the morning, uh, peace and love wherever you are, um, that you start describing it that way, and, you know, it's... It opens to a, the mind to a lot of interpretation. Yeah. Um, by the way, Andy Furman and Brian No are coming up here at the top of the hour. That is about 11 minutes from now here on FSR, 6 a.m. Eastern time. A fantastic show. Make sure you stick around. Make sure you check it out. Uh, Andy Furman definitely will be excited about the all-Christmas music throughout the show. <laughs> Andy's a big fan of Christmas. Loves Christmas. Christmas is a huge deal in the Furman household. He's a so, liar! So make sure you... Uh, 
You stick around for those guys coming up in about uh, 10, 11 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. But right now, it is time for this. Here to feed your degenerate gambling soul. <laughs> the Prop Bet Monster. <laughs> Hackers and Browns. How late in the game do the Browns have a lead? Over or under? Halftime. I'm going to go over because I think the Browns have got a shot at winning this game. I'll take the over in this. Mike? I don't think they win. I think they get blown out eventually, but they'll have the lead early in the second half. So, over. Iowa Sam? I'm going to take the under. They better not beat the Packers. That make me very sad. Daz? I'll go on the under as well. All right. Ralph Urban? I'll take the over. All right. Next up? Eagles and Rams. What is referenced first on the broadcast during the game? Goff and Wentz going first and second in last year's draft. The wildfires in Southern California. The empty seats at the L.A. Coliseum. Or the traffic outside the stadium. Oh, man. Um, I'm going to go long shot here. I'm going to say the traffic outside the stadium. Because I think, uh, you know, late arriving crowd, obviously traffic an issue. I'm going to think it's going to be a reference like that. So I'll go traffic. Well... I, th- I think if we're doing the setup, it'll be one-two, right, from the booth. Joe Buck and, and Troy Aikman will tell you that. But overall, I, I think it'll be a, a tip of the cap to all of the work leading to get this game ready and where the Eagles trained okay. and everything else with the wildfires. All right, that's fair enough. Sam? This is one of the best prop bets we've ever had. I'm going to say wildfires because it's, you know, it's been on national news. All right. Daz? Wildfires as well. The Eagles are stuck at Angel Stadium practicing. Nah, I'm the only one with balls to make the, this this <laughs> a different pick here. Did uh, they force them onto the field to welcome Otani? Uh, yeah, oh, unbelievable, right. man. <laughs> I can feel it. Open to the public. Uh, all right, Ralph Irvin. There's a reason you guys are all behind me. Goff and Wentz will be the first thing mentioned in the broadcast. Ooh, God, very erotic sounding, Ralph. Next. <laughs> Cowboys and Giants. <laughs> Does Eli Manning get emotional after the game? Yes? No? Who cares? Okay. Um, I really want to say who cares. Uh, that, that, that would be my favorite option in this, but I am going to say that he does get emotional, that somebody asks him a question, and maybe we get a little bit of a, of a lip quiver. So I'm going to say yes. Maybe he says yes, yells how about them Cowboys, and gives everybody a double bird. Oh, well, that'd be awesome. And a crotch chop. How about that? Yeah. yeah. It's my quarterback. Shut up. Uh, uh, Sam? I'm going to say no. He's going to look like that void corpse that he always does. Jesus. Wow. Jesus. Such hate. My God. It's my quarterback. (laughs) That's my corpse. Uh, All right. uh, Daz? I'm going who cares. I'm a Giants fan and I don't even care. (laughs) All right. Ralph Irvin? If I say who cares, should I already get it right? Um, No. Well, yeah, then, yeah no, listen, you, listen. You're, you're Ralph. No. Yeah, come on, Ralph. <laughs> well, then I'll say no. He'll just stare blankly like usual. Right. I'm very angry, Ralph. <laughs> I can tell. All right, next up. <laughs> Ravens and Steelers. Which happens first during the game? Ben Roethlisberger gets up slow after being knocked down. Joe Flacco screws up his knee brace on a slide. <laughs> the Steelers mock Vontez Perfect on a touchdown celebration. Okay, Joe Flacco and whatever the hell that knee brace is. Give me the, give me option two on that. That's uh, Joe Flacco's knee brace. 
is like a it's like a slinky, <laughs> and every time the guy slides, the thing falls apart. Like like what is this? You, you, have you ever seen Batman Begins when they get the first shipment of the the mask and right. they're smashed <laughs> like, by Michael Caine? And he goes, "Well, good thing we ordered ten thousand of them. It, <laughs> so, it, it's unbelievable. Good thing they gave us a discount. Yeah, I, I like the Flacco, and I'm going to go with Roethlisberger because then it sets up the narrative of what a, a warrior and and heroic That's figure true. he is. That's true, Sam. I'm going to say Roethlisberger as well. Uh, Daz? I was going Roethlisberger also. That. Ralph? Roethlisberger. All right, next. Patriots and Dolphins. Who looks the most miserable after a turnover? Jay Cutler, Tom Brady, Adam Gase, or Bill Belichick? Easy to go on Cutler, but I'm not going to do that. That's my guy. I'm going to go Belichick in this. I'm going to go Gase. Sam? This is a very subjective question, but I'm going to go with uh, Cutler here. All right. We don't need you to break down the uh, the question. <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> I'm just going to go Gase as well. All right. Uh, Ralph? Take the easy ones, Jay Cutler. All right. Good stuff. There it is. So that is uh, this week's edition of the Prop Bet Monsters here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, this has been a fun show. I want to thank Dawes, thank uh, Ralph Irvin, Iowa Sam, Mike Harmon sticking around, Andy Furman, Brian No are next here on Fox Sports Radio. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply.